This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. It's the Agenda here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along with Silly Season well underway in the rumour mill in full swing. Here on Blood Red, we're going to do our best to add to it. Alongside myself, Guy Clark, is Blood Red's Edward Kay, and we're going to discuss those players whose contracts are ticking down with Liverpool always as resourceful as ever in the transfer window. Ed, hope you're well. And, uh, well, I have to say, I'm looking forward to getting into this yourself. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly an interesting topic. You know, Klopp's been... He's delved into the free transfer market with varying degrees of success so far. You know, the the outstanding one's obviously Joel Matip coming from Schalke, and he's become stalwart of the team alongside Van Dijk, especially... This last season, when he's not had so many injuries, and um, you know, you look at some of the other free signings. You know, a couple of keepers. I think Adrian has, you know, he, he provided some decent backup, but he's had some poor performances. And I think another one was Andy Lonergan. I don't, I don't think he played a game for the for the team. And then I think his only other free signing was Alexander Meninga from um, Augsburg, and he again didn't feature before he retired. So. Yeah, it's been a bit of a mixed bag in the free transfer market, but if he chooses to go in again, then hopefully he gets it right. Well, historically, you mentioned Matip there. I mean, historically, it has been something that's worked wonders for Liverpool, really. I mean, you think of the great sides, Julier built, Marcus Barbel and Gary McAllister, two players who came in on free transfers of this current crop, James Milner and Joel Matip. So it's always kind of something that Liverpool seem to be scanning, but more often than not, it's actually Liverpool's players, it seems, those going on free transfers as opposed to to bring them in in more recent years? Yeah, you look at, obviously, Wijnaldum leaving because uh, they weren't able to agree on a contract for him. Obviously, that's not turned out particularly well for him. I would imagine probably him and everyone at the club would is probably still wishing we managed to sort that one out. But And then, obviously, you're looking at Salah now running, running down his contract. Is he going to end up leaving on a free... But yeah, it's um we've not we've not dipped into the the free transfer market too much of late. But I think there is a few interesting opportunities coming up this summer that uh, the club might might choose to take a chance on. Yeah, we're going to discuss a few options then, and I'll, I'll leave it open to you, Ed, as well, to to throw a couple of names in as well. But first one up, I mean, probably looks the most unlikely, but is a player who has been linked with Liverpool over the last couple of years. It, it always felt kind of as games from the agent and I think actually had his heart staying on Juventus it is Argentina's Paolo Dybala who looks set to stay in Serie A most likely will will sign for Inter Milan but he's a guy when you look at Liverpool's forward line with Salah, Firmino and Mane with all of their contracts running down what would your take have been if Liverpool did look at that one and say actually that is a deal that that would suit the short-term needs? I think there was a time when I was really interested in seeing Dabala at Liverpool, but I think that's been and gone. And the way the side's gone now with Klopp, you know, there isn't really room for, you know, you look at what went wrong at PSG where they've got three three lads up top who aren't going to track back. There isn't really room for that at Liverpool. And I'm not sure Dybala's really got the work ethic required. You know, he's, he's the wrong side of 26 where... A lot of Liverpool's recruitment seems to be sort of based around being either, you know, younger than 26 or over. He's 28. And, he's, you know, he's been a good play for Juventus, but I, I hesitate to um, 
to take to read too much into anybody who's done done that well in the Serie A, really, because you know you look at Lukaku, he made his name in the Premier League, all right, but then he struggled. Went to went to Inter Milan, went to the Serie A, lit it up, won the Serie A. Has come back and he struggled again. So I do think it's a bit of a weaker league, and he's Dybala's. He's been a good, like I say, he's been a good player for Juventus, but he's never exactly set the Serie A light. He's not really done much in Europe, and I do think. The time when Liverpool would have been looking at Paolo Dybala has probably been and gone now. He also, as you say, there for for the age profile, he is twenty eight. You you would kind of say he's in the prime of his career, but it, it, it's one of those, isn't it, where sometimes players do perform better far earlier in their career. I remember Juventus reaching Champions League finals in twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen, and I remember at the time seeing those those European runs and thinking this is a guy who is going to be a key player within European football. I think he, he's still done well in in Serie A, as you say, but I think though that era was probably his peak. And when you when you consider 2017 was was five years ago now, and, and that was sort of 21, 23 when when those years were for him. He's had a number of injuries, and and like you, uh, even even if he wasn't looking destined to to head to Inter Milan, which at the moment sort of seems to be the uh, the rumblings around him, are uh, still not sure that Liverpool would really entertain it. What about then? Usman Dembele from Barcelona. Now, this one's been very strange indeed. Not only the, the fee went for in the first place, but in terms of the last year, Barcelona, of course, in this situation with being able to register players or not. In January, they seem to be sorting out the decks to offer new contracts out. And Dembele, point blank, refused to sign a new contract. Since then, seems to have gone back on it. But Barcelona, again, in a, a different position and doesn't look at the moment as though they're going to be able to afford to to offer him fresh terms with wanting to register the new players that they're going to have. He's a wide forward. He has got a bit of a ability to to get goals, but more of a habit of injuries. What's your take? If it wasn't for the uh, the injury record, I think this one probably would be the most likely because he is the right side of twenty six. He's still only twenty five. He is. He does operate on on the wing. He could come in as potentially backup or even a replacement for Salah and operate in sort of a similar manner. Obviously, like I say, he's nowhere near got the reputation for goals and Liverpool, if Salah left, would have to probably make up the goals elsewhere if he went for Dembele to replace him. But I do think he more fit, sort of fits the profile of a, a Jurgen Klopp forward. You know, he's, he's pacey. Not not so much one for tracking back, but he's, uh, he's good off both feet and... Um, like I say, it's been a weird one for him at Barcelona. Obviously, the club's going through some real turmoil at the moment. This seems to be sort of coming through the other side of it. And he has has actually been part of that this season. He's, he's like I say, struggled with injuries before that. Not really got going. But he's had, he's had a decent-ish season for them this year. And like you say, if it wasn't for the injury record, I do think I could see Liverpool maybe going after him. But I think he's... He's been linked with Chelsea, if I'm right, at the moment, most strongly. So we might be might be seeing him in the Premier League, but maybe not in a red shirt. Yeah, he obviously probably had the, the most productive period of his career at Borussia Dortmund under Thomas Tuchel. I think that's where a lot of the, the, the speculation probably emanates from regarding Chelsea. But on Dembele, I suppose he wouldn't have to do an awful lot more to endear himself to, to Liverpool fans, given that miss he had in the new Camp back in 2019 in stoppage time. <laughs> yeah. you know, I wasn't sure you were going with that one for a second, but I've forgotten about that. Yeah, do you know, I remember that. My dad, t- my dad turned to me because we, um, we obviously went to the uh, went to the second leg. It was one of the best nights of my life. And um, 
I remember my dad turning to me, and obviously I would have been four 0 and he was like, "That, that's a big miss." That, and it, I think if we scored, if he scored that, we probably wouldn't have made the trip from Leeds to Anfield, and uh, you know, we would have would have missed out in the end. But yeah, like you say, he's already uh, fond memories of um, of that miss. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. Already, okay. already a cop favourite, isn't he? For uh, for that miss, as you say, kept the tie alive, and as you say, we don't need to to go into what ne- what happened next. We all know what happened at Anfield in the semi final second leg in that game. The agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Next one on the list is Quarantine Taliso, who I think I'm right in saying when he arrived at Bayern Munich was their club record signing. They're now happy to let him go on a free transfer this summer. There doesn't really seem to be a, a nailed-on destination for him to go to. We mentioned with Dybala into Milan, with Dembele, Chelsea have been very strongly linked. Now, I suppose w- when you factor in Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain situations, what do you think on this one? Would this be a deal worth doing? Again, the caveat, he's had a fair few injuries, but I suppose anyone who's coming in on a free, there's going to be a reason, certainly in prime years of their career, that they're going on a free transfer. Yeah, well, going back to the, the whole injuries and a free transfer thing, I mean, like I said, Liverpool's most successful free transfer, barring obviously James Milner in recent years, has been Joel Matip, but they signed him knowing he had a poor injury record. He's that injury record continued and he's only really had his first full proper, not, not particularly injury riddled season this year. And he's obviously been fantastic, but <sighs> Tolisso is another interesting one because we, we still haven't replaced Wijnaldum. And I think he does fit into that sort of, you know, more all round midfielder, you know, a bit it's someone to have in the engine room going forward and backwards. And we could use someone like that, but whether it would, Beat Alisa, or whether Liverpool, you know, decide to splash the cash rather than going in the free transfer market either this summer or next summer and go for a Bellingham, I think might be more likely. Because, like I say, Talisa, he's, he's had a poor injury record and he's not particularly lit, lit the world on fire at um, Bayern Munich. You know, he's, he's made 100 odd appearances and he's, he's been a decent player for them, but I'm not sure he's quite the uh, quality that Klopp will be looking to add to the squad at, at this point with uh, with the midfield options he's got available. OK, we've looked around Europe. I'm going to bring it back to the Premier League then. We've spoken about French international there in Tolisso. What about Paul Pogba? Couldn't happen, surely, could it? Or, or is it worth, when a player like that comes on the market, is it even worth the conversation from Jurgen Klopp, from Julian Ward to to sound about to see? I mean, Manchester City have confirmed that there's been interest from their end in Paul Pogba, but given that rivalry between Manchester United and Liverpool, it feels as though it's a non-starter completely. But equally, the quality of the player in fits and starts, it has to be said, surely it's worth at least a conversation. I think City is far, also a very unlikely destination, but a far more likely destination than Anfield. Um, he's just he's just not a Jurgen Klopp player, is he? Really, he's he's far more suited to being in that Pep Guardiola midfield, where it is about flair and style and possession and keeping. He, he's not. I don't think he could. Of course, he could play at the tempo that Liverpool play at, but um, he, he'd never be able to keep up with the work off the ball. I think we've seen that at United. It's not something he wants to do. I think he's pretty much destined for Juventus as well. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up back there. 
But I think, like you said, it is just a bit of a non-starter with him coming from uh, the red side of Manchester. And the, the, there will have been a time when a lot of people would have said we'd have him. You know, he had a, he's had a great performance for France. He had a great World Cup, but it's a lot easier with him when you've got Angolo Kante alongside you. Maybe if he was in alongside Thiago and Fabinho, he would shine. But he's another one who is, he's, I think he's 29, wrong side of 26. He, he, he'd be coming from United and he, he's just not not a Jurgen Klopp sort of player at all, I don't think. He's had six years in the Premier League, hasn't he? And, and I have to say, I still don't really know what his best is. He was he was very much, before he came back to the Premier League, a, a Twitter, a YouTube player who you'd go on and you'd see clips of and think he looks brilliant. There's, there's been so much talk over six years of where his best position is within the Premier League, how he can function within a Premier League midfield. The left-hand side of a midfield three seems to be kind of the, the option that people fall on a lot of the time. That's Thiago's place in the team, though, isn't it? And you're not dropping Thiago for a player who... for. for for, for much of his six years has, has been nothing more than a prima donna at Old Trafford. And yeah, I think we'll, we'll move on from that one, as you say. It was it was one to throw in there. He's top of the list, isn't he, of high-profile names who are going on a free transfer. Um, final one I'm going to mention, an Anfield return for Luis Suarez. It feels the last few years he's been playing on these one-year contracts and now this summer could eventually move on. Any chance? I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened when he left Barcelona. Um, I, while it may not have been the best of the best for the for the team at the time, I, I want I wanted him to come back to Liverpool when he left Barcelona. But now, I think what is he thirty five? He's not had. Um, I think he got just under fifteen goals this season. He, he's not had his. He's not. He's no longer you know returning twenty odd goals a season guaranteed. And I just don't really think. Unless Mane and Salah were both to go in this summer, I don't really think Liverpool need an, another backup forward like that. Like, unless they're signing somebody to replace Mane to come straight into the team and to really challenge, I don't really think there's any point in them signing somebody to who would essentially at this point he'd be coming in to replace a Rigi. He wouldn't be coming in to replace a Salah or a Mane, would he? And while it might be an, a nice story, it's another one that. I just can't quite see happening. No, most definitely. It does feel, though, doesn't it, that the free transfer market, just as we round off, if there's any kind of wild card shouts you want to throw out there, by all means, you can. But it feels as though the free agent market, off the back of the pandemic and the impact it had on clubs being able to maybe offer out new contracts or pay big transfer fees, there was a bit of a fear for a while, it seemed, that a number of these big names would go. And perhaps other than Pogba this summer and Dybala to a lesser extent, that hasn't really played out. Of course, Kylian Mbappe's signed a new contract. I think Luka Modric was another player whose contract was running down. Maybe that due to the stage of his career he's at. But Real Madrid have managed to offer him a new deal as well. It did feel as though players were going to start to maybe begin to wind down their contracts. Maybe not so much the case now. Yeah, I'm... <sighs> Seeing Mbappe go on a free anywhere would have just been bizarre. I think um, PSG they couldn't let him go. You know they got Qatari ownership and they didn't want the potentially the star boy, the poster boy for the 2022 World Cup playing anywhere other than Paris Saint Germain. So I don't think he was ever going to be able to run down his contract. And then, like you say, with Luka Modric. He's one that maybe could have been 50-50. I'm not sure when it was confirmed or how far into talks they were, but maybe if 
things had gone the other way and Liverpool had won in Paris. Maybe Luka Modric might have found himself sort of on the, on the way out at Madrid, but as it is, he's won a fifth European Cup there and they've given him the, the contract extension that he definitely deserves. He's still playing unbelievably. But I think it's probably a symptom of, you know, athlete footballers getting fitter and fitter, playing longer and longer into their careers that you're not seeing so many people in their early 30s running down a contract and going on a free because they're still producing to the best of their abilities and people are still wanting to sign them up for big money. Yeah, no, most definitely. Well, if you've got any takes on who may well be on the free transfer market this summer that Liverpool should maybe take a look at, do let us know in the comments section below if you are watching on YouTube. If you're listening in on any of the podcast channels, once again, thank you for your continued support and do give us a rating and review wherever it is you do listen to your audio on demand. But from myself, Guy Clark and Edward Kay, thanks for your time and your company here on the agenda. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.